before we head to the field, do want to update you with two scores in the Seminole District halftime. LCA up on Liberty, 28 to nothing. Also, EC Glass, we mentioned the touchdown with 149 left. Well, guess what? They struck again very quickly with one second left in the half. They scored again 28-14 at the half. EC Glass up on next week's opponent for Jefferson Forest, Rustburg. So we'll have that at 630 East Coast Wings Grill next week. But let's focus on the game this week. JF, you know, you could argue got dominated some in that first half, but they are still only down two scores. And, you know, execution is key. That holding penalty really shot themselves in the foot from getting any points in that first half. And as we head back to Saber Stadium, Ed and the coach Rick Kennedy, you know, a key is going to be this first drive and just simply just executing. You've you seen the run running the ball had some success in this one. Yeah, it sounds so basic, Trey. The idea of just being able to execute and perform fundamentally well. But if you look at when JF was able to start moving the football, they don't have the chunk play explosion that Heritage has or that some of the other teams in the similar district. They've got a couple of options. If they can get the ball to Colt Childers or Brody Mitch or Brody Jackson in space, there is that potential. But the thing that they do have is when they're disciplined, and they've shown a lot of that this evening, they can make the other team have to work to move the ball down the field, which creates just one or two opportunities for stops, and JF has had those. And then, of course, offensively, if they can stay out of you know, second and long, third and long, it sets them up to move the chains. It's not the most glamorous thing, but for Jefferson Forest, that has been one of their tenants to getting to where they are. They're down 14-0 to Heritage. JF is looking to get that first similar district win of the season. The coach, Rick Kennedy, I'm Ed Lane. Coach, quickly, your keys to the second half. Well, they really gave up the one big long pass play, and, and that's the key is that they, they're in this game because they haven't been giving up big, big plays, which they gave up a lot of big plays last week to glass. So so that that's one of the keys. And then offensively, they just really need to find a way to get in the end zone. They, they need to find a way to get some points on the board. They, they did have some first downs. They had some drives. They need to put some points on the board. Eric Stickles' kickoff goes out of bounds. So JF will get an assist in that area from the 35-yard line starting position here to start this second half. So a little bit of a break for Jefferson Forrest after that kick goes out of bounds. Yeah, good good field position right here. They need to, to come out right now, and, and hopefully they've made some adjustments offensively to what Heritage is doing defensively to them. The Heritage is in a 4-3, but because they're not fearing the pass, those safeties – are able to come up and play like linebackers and are allowed to really blitz the linebackers. This time it was a fake handoff to Boone, and it looks like on the carry up the middle, Wrigley Colling takes it, and he gets up to about the 39, gain of four. We've touched on this as a key for JF, but second and manageable, that would be second down and six coming up. Well, and that's one of the big differences, too, that they've improved on from last week from Glass. If you remember last week's game, we talked about a lot of times on first down, <laughs> They, they, they were really struggling. They, they were either in negative yards or no yards. They were, and they were always in second and nine, second and 10, second and 12 or something. Uh, so this tonight has been better for them offensively for that. The lone receiver is Jackson to the wide left side of the field. This time a shotgun snap coming, and it looks like Colling gets it again, and he'll turn his legs up to about the 41. It's Ethan Boone. Picks up a couple yards. It'll be third, and we'll call it about four and a half for Jefferson Forrest. A minute into this third quarter, they trail visiting Heritage 14-0. 
Yeah, again, not not a whole lot on that one right there. Really, pretty much a, a small, maybe one yard gain at the best. And now they're sitting at third and five right here, and they really need to try to come up with something different offensively that maybe Heritage hasn't seen. Try to catch them off guard. Josiah Bell, shotgun snap coming up in just a second, and a pitch to the far side. Marsteller turns the corner at the 40 and up to the 43. He'll be two yards shy of the first down. Yeah, and again, that's just uh, the overtop motion and, and the uh, the push sweep right there. Again, they're just keep coming back to that, and, and they've had some success with it, but not enough right there. That's only two yards now that puts them in a fourth and three, and they're not sending the punter on, so – Coach uh, Cruz has something here that he wants to try to do and, and get something established on this fourth down play. Fourth down and a pair for Jefferson Forrest. Ball going to be snapped just inside the right hash mark. Man in motion now from right to left. Heritage showing an extra blitzer who will back out of coverage. Do the Cavaliers snap it here? Or do they run this play clock down and take a delay of game? They do snap it. And a quick throw. Nope. Play fake. And a pump throw over to the left side and incomplete. Jackson, the intended recipient at the 45. And it looked like it might have been deflected over on the far side by Tavian Clark, the cornerback. He might have gotten a hand on that one, and it's incomplete. Well, they were in they were in man coverage right there. He was in tight man coverage, and he tried to, to act like he was going to run him off and then come back, and the, and the corners just stayed right with him. And by the time the throw got out there, he was able to get his hand out there, and they just didn't connect right there on that huge fourth down. And and that's really not what you want right there coming out of the half, but it is what it is for Shotgun snap. Booker Felder gets it. Stutter step. Bounce out to the left side. 45-40. On his feet inside the 35-30. Breaks a tackle of the 20. Keeps churning inside the 10. And he's undercut at about the 7. Rajon Booker Felder. Boy, that's as explosive as we've seen him this evening on that burst. Well, I'll tell you what, he came out and took that handoff right there. And again, they ran that to the three receiver side, so they had blocking right there. But what he did was, as soon as he saw the crease, he put on a burst of speed. And then he used a stiff arm against the corner and put him down and went another 15 yards after that for a huge big play. First and goal from the 10 off the 32-yard Booker Felder run. He'll take a cut left side, inside the five, and he just plunges over a Cavalier defender down to about the two. Pickup of eight, second and goal coming up for Heritage. 9-22 and counting down as the Pioneers look to build in this third quarter on their 14-0 lead. Yeah, everything's been run, run, run for the most part. And Coach Bradley's pretty happy just keeping it on the ground right here. Booker Felder again gets it, bounces off right tackle, and... Barrels into the impact church end zone for a heritage touchdown. Yeah, again, that didn't take long right there. Three plays, three runs, 50 yards plus straight down the field right there. And again, the defense just couldn't come up with an answer right there on that series and gives Heritage their third score of the night uh, against the JF Cavaliers. Runs of 32 and eight yards set up that two yard touchdown run. And the extra point coming up here in just a second. Snap a little low, but a good job to get it down and up. And it's pushed wide to the left. So it's 20 to nothing, a heritage on top of Jefferson Forest. 9.07 remaining here in the third quarter. How do the uh, Cavaliers answer? That's what we'll find out when we come back after this. 
Are you new to shooting or a seasoned pro? Big Boys Guns takes the time to give you a personalized experience. The staff at Big Boys Guns on Route 460 just east of Roanoke are passionate about hunting, shooting, and reloading. Most importantly, they're passionate about responsible gun ownership. That's why they offer concealed to carry classes and the kind experienced staff at Big Boys Guns will fit you with what you need from Southwest Virginia's largest inventory of firearms, ammunition, and parts. Visit Big Boys Guns on Route 460 east of Roanoke for the best service, selection, and price. East Coast Wings and Grill is more than just wings. Have you tried their Angus beef mouth-watering burgers? A fan favorite is the mac and cheese burger stacked with crispy onion rings, garlic aioli, crisp lettuce, tomato, American cheese, and mac and cheese. It's so delicious. Stop in and check it out along with many other burger options. Browse the full menu, then place your takeout order on the easy-to-navigate East Coast Wings and Grill app. East Coast Wings and Grill, 19399 Forest Road in Lynchburg. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Colton Chilvers on the kick return for Jefferson Forest gets up to the 20 or so before he's met by a wall of white pant, white jersey with the metallic orange and navy blue helmet. Heritage Pioneers. They've also got those orange numerals and heritage with the navy blue outline. And there's a lot of pink for heritage. In the socks and undershirts in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Some of that for Jefferson Forest as well. In their black pants, black jerseys, black helmets with a red face mask. Red numerals, white trim, and a white JF with red trim on those helmets. Shotgun snap this time, and it's a handoff. And it looks like it's Marsteller. He takes a three-yard gain up to the 23, so it'll be second and seven for Jefferson Forest. Now trailing 20 to nothing. After Rajon Booker-Felder had runs of 33-8 and then a two-yard touchdown run to cap off that scoring drive, a missed extra point has Heritage up 20 to nothing at JF. Well, it's good to see Marsteller back in the game right there. He went over that overtop motion, but at that time they take the snap and he stops and cuts back into the line of scrimmage right there. Kind of a changeup. This time a pitch left side, stopping 20, Marsteller. Stays on his feet, re-secures the ball at the 25, and then cradles it as he's falling down in the field turf at the 27. On the right side, the left side hash marks near the JF sideline, and it'll be about the 28th, so second and two coming up, or third and two on the way for Jefferson Forest. Right, Push-sweep play right there coming back, and he was able to cut back against the grain and find a little bit of a seam and use his feet right there to get a good positive gain to put him in this third and long two right here. One receiver split wide over to the right side. It's Luke Calkins. This time it's a handoff and up just shy of the first down. And Bell, the QB keeper, gets near the first down marker. And the extra lunge may have gotten him that first down. They'll spot it right around the 30. And based on the initial look of it, it looks like it may be a first down. The referees, yes, they say well, it's a first down. JF presented by Nadine Blakely Realtor with Remax. Cavaliers have to work to move the chains. You don't have to do all that much work when you want to move because Nadine Blakely will help take care of you. Having sold over 70 homes in the area so far this year, number one for Remax agents in Virginia and number 57 nationally. Well, Josiah Bell was able to get just enough on that quarterback run right up the middle right there to get that first down for the Cavaliers. This time a snap and to give to Boone. He is met by a wall of heritage defenders. They actually give him a yard to the 31. That seems a little generous, but either way, second down and nine coming up. And 
Look, this is where JF's offense is right now. There's not all that speed and explosiveness. They seem to have some of that coming up through the JV in the middle school ranks, but they're not quite there in terms of having those explosive playmakers developed for JF. This isn't college where you can just attach an NIL deal and sway some kids to come over to your school. It doesn't work quite. Or free agency where you can just trade for the Christian McCaffrey to put you over the top. Yeah, no, right now they're just working with some hardworking players right here, doing their best to try to keep up with the speed of the game right here against some of these uh, other big seminal teams that they're playing. Mar Steller does his best on that pitch off on the far to the near side. It gets past the 30 up to about the 33. We'll call it 32, so 38 coming up for Jefferson Forest. A couple of heritage defenders able to bring him down. And we mentioned this before, but one of the things, and we know there's not that much explosiveness right now to this JF offense. They are better, clearly, than last year's team, and we've seen a lot of improvements. But Heritage, so disciplined defensively, just keep everything in front of them and just dare JF to be able to string play after play after play together, which is really hard. Well, they have all 11 players right now, you know, in line of scrimmage. And a quick throw on a swing pass over to the far side is incomplete. And that brings us to fourth down. I mean, if you got Tom Brady, you can nickel and dime your way up and down the field for five, six, seven yards of pass play. Um, there's only one of those in this world, and he ain't here. Well, they had, and you know, just visually see what we're seeing right here on the field. They had both safeties only seven yards from the line of scrimmage, and linebackers were about four yards. You know, I mean, they're just packing everybody up because they have no deep threat. I mean, literally no deep threat, and so they can push everybody upfield. And it looks like they might get some bonus shortage. It won't be enough for a first down, but it looked like Heritage was trying to get a jump on maybe a punt block. And sprinting into the neutral zone, the outside linebacker is also a special teams coverage man, Michael Overstreet. And if our supposition is correct, and we suppose he was offside, he is, it'll go now to fourth and three. No change really in plans for JF. They keep running unit on. Trailing 20 to nothing, 548 left in the third quarter here at Sabre Stadium. Well, Heritage sent their defense back on because they're not sure what the Cavaliers are going to do here now with fourth and only three what they might do. They're going ahead and just basically saying, hey, if you punt it away, we'll concede any type of potential return yardage. And JF will punt that ball away. Cam McClennan's kick hits on the far side, hash marks to the 30 and takes a roll of about eight yards down to the 22-21. And that's where Heritage will begin their offensive series. And now the thing for Heritage up 20 to nothing, this is not the most explosive offense like a few years ago when they had eventual ultimate university running back Elijah Davis where they could rip off 75 yard runs in a hurry and not that they're not capable of it because Booker Felder showed some burst on that last scoring drive but for Heritage they've given credit they've been disciplined enough to just take what's there and they seem like they're more than content to just keep working on the ground and of course they've got the luxury of having a 20 nothing lead here at JF with 538 to go in the third this time another give to Booker Felder Breaks a tackle, 25, past the 30. And now those loose running lanes are starting to starting to get even more loose. And he's up to the 35, 36, a 15-yard game. Well, I tell you what, he his yards per carry right there uh, are definitely probably in double digits. Uh, you know, every time he's touching the ball, he's breaking through into that second level easily uh, for potentially a big run. But luckily, uh, for the most part, the safeties have been there to – to keep him from that breaking that big one. 57 yards on four carries in this second half. 
And now a QB keeper left side, breaking through a hole in the 50, 45, inside the 40, down to about the 36. It's just here, Bateman on the QB keeper. And he's brought down over on the far side for JF. As over on that tackle, Ethan Boone. And we call Ethan Boone's name a lot. The only problem there is he was on the backside pursuit, and that gave Bateman plenty of time to pick up a chunk yard play. Well, that was a little different play right there, a little, little play action right there. Quarterback was able to pull it and keep it off the edge, and there was nobody was around. Now on a slant, quick throw across the middle, and sails over the head of Tavian Clark at about the 25, the intended receiver. He had a couple of Cavaliers in lockstep with him, so it'll be second down coming up. In prior years, Heritage would run to set up the throw. Now it's almost like they do a throw here or there to loosen things back up and then go back to the ground. Yeah, yeah. And again, it, you know, Coach Bradley's been doing this a long time, and, you know, he's been using the spread offense for a long time, so he knows basically what type of athletes he has and what he can do with each and every play. Now a run, Booker Felder, it's not glamorous, but he picks up about three inside the 35 to the 34, third and seven coming up. And I wouldn't be shocked here if Heritage does another play similar to that because they're in kind of no man's land for a field goal and what might basically amount to four down territory with four minutes and 21 seconds to go here in the third. Yeah, he's, he's looking at third down and – probably a good seven right here, but I'm sure he's thinking this is two down territory easily formed because they are in that no man's territory between a punt and a, a field goal. Trips, three receivers stacked to the right side. They'll serve as blockers for Bateman, who goes from the 30, spin move at the 28, and now stays on his feet inside the hash marks of the 25 before coming out to about the 23, and that gives Heritage a first down, knocking on the door of the upper red zone. Well, I tell you what, when when he keeps the ball and runs it himself, I mean, he has had big gains every time for the most part that he has carried the ball. And he had, again, he has extra blockers out there running that uh, with the lead blocker of the running back leading the way for him. And that time he was able to get on the edge right there and turn up field and use his speed for another big positive third yard, uh, third down run right there. One receiver right and now three split wide to the left. But Booker Felder, who's been – Fantastic in the backfield, lines up to the left. I've just here Bateman, the Heritage signal caller, waiting for it on first down and 10. Swing pass far side, decked at the 30-yard line. Wow, that was a fantastic open field tackle. Josiah Bell comes in and just a plant move tackle to send Tavian Clark to the field turf and a big defensive play, a loss of seven. Well, I tell you what, I don't know if that was a missed block by somebody because they left him unblocked. And he read that immediately and came up field and made a huge open field tackle for a huge loss. Maybe that'll spark the defense right here a little bit on that huge defensive play on the outside with the open field tackle. The type of play that has to feel pretty good to make. Three receivers right, one left. Bateman shotgun snap, a screen pass coming. Booker Felder has it. 30, breaks the tackle, 25, 20, still on his feet inside the 15. He spun down just shy of the 10. But just like that, all that yardage recouped, and then some for Heritage. They've got a first down. I tell you, defensively, they they have all season struggled with the screen play right there. That they have to be able to read that. They have to be able to read the exaggerated drop, which is what the Heritage quarterback gave them. You know, and they bring that underneath bubble right underneath for the under, middle screen. Two receivers to each side. Booker Felder. 
keeps it again or gets it again. Left side, breaks through a tackle at the five, and he lunges just shy of the goal line down to about the one. It should be first and goal coming up for Heritage, and they're knocking on the door of really seizing this game more firmly in their grasp. Two-minute mark of the third quarter. They lead 20 to nothing and about to build that advantage. The Pioneers are. And Yeah, they ran that. That actually gives them a first down right at the goal line with that run right there for that huge, huge play coming off of what they've been able to do in this series driving down the field. You have to think it's either Bateman, the quarterback, or Booker Felder behind him to get it. It'll be Booker Felder off the left side, bounces toward the end zone. He's in standing up, flips the ball to the far side, referee, and it's a touchdown for Heritage, 26-zip. They lead with 142 to go in the third quarter here at Jefferson Forest. Yeah, again, they're just being able to offensively just drive down the field and just put plays together. And JF is really struggling having the ability to stop them. You know, they have had some good plays at times, but just not enough to stop this potential power of the Heritage offense. Extra point. It's called for snap down, kick on the way and up. And this time it's through. So three or four on PATs are the Heritage Pioneers. They lead 27-0 at Jefferson Forest. 1.42 remaining in the third quarter. After they found the Impact Church in zone, we'll find you when we come back after this. As a privately owned nonprofit organization, the Forest Youth Athletic Association thrives off volunteers. Volunteering with the FYAA ensures children throughout the Forest community have a local place to participate in sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer. FYAA depends on volunteers and needs your support, whether that's volunteering your time, money, resources, or a combination of your gifts. Visit forestyouth.org to learn more about how you can support FYAA. Leaks on the offensive line, in the defensive secondary, or with special teams coverage create problems in football. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating knows leaks at your home or business create problems too, like building and belonging damage and lost productivity. That's why you should call Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313 when a leak is threatening your home or business. Clyde Smith Plumbing and Heating at 525-3313, proudly supporting JF athletes, coaches, and all activity participants. You're listening to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football on 100.9 WIQO. Six. Tripped up right there. And a little over 73 yards away from the end zone of the Jefferson Forest Cavaliers. They have yet to find the impact church end zone tonight, trailing now 27-0 on homecoming to the visiting Heritage Pioneers. As both teams also don various forms of pink, including cheerleaders with pink pom-poms in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I'll tell you, offensively right now, JF just has really been struggling being able to sustain some drives. They had a couple that they put together in this first half for, for some first downs, but they have really struggled for the most part in the second half. Now it's a shotgun snap, and it looks like Wrigley Colling gets the carry. He does. And gains about two up to the 28, second and eight coming up. And this is where if you're JF, you wonder if they're going to try to get more creative maybe offensively and try to get the ball to Colton or get the ball to either Colton Childers or Brody Jackson in space. Or if there's not much they can do just given the speed of the pioneer defensive backs. Yeah, we're not seeing a whole lot of passing really whatsoever. And we know that Josiah Bell can throw the ball fairly decent. 
And it's one of his strengths is his ability to throw the football, but they just are not really running a lot of routes or passes in here. Now a pitch play over to the left side. Looks like Marsteller has it. And he's undercut just shy of the 30 at about the 29. Only gains a yard. And this is where that tough sliding feel of the offense is starting to really show because JF is faced with another third down and long. Meanwhile, as Heritage has added a couple of touchdowns to what was a 14-0 lead at the start of the third quarter, which is now 27-zip, the offense for Heritage has started to find those chunk plays. They're just not there for JF. Yeah, and again, defensively, the Pioneers have really been able to, to get a better read on some of the plays that uh, JF is trying to throw at them right here. Now it's a handoff over, no, a rollout over to the far side. Fake handoff, Bell, and a pass play, and sliding and catching it in the 39, Alex Marsteller. And he picks up the first down presented by Davey Blakely, a realtor with Remax. They had to fight for it, but a fairly creative play call to get up to the 40-yard line on what may be the final play in this third quarter. Well, that was, uh, that was the first time we've seen that all night. It's the first time the Heritage defense saw that. It was sprint out for uh, Josiah Bell being able to sprint out, and he sprint out. He had time. He made it out to the sideline. He had three-receiver route going and picked up Marsteller coming across wide open right there for the first down. Now the Pioneers will flip sides of the field, and Heritage will try to move it on them as they move the chains once already. The fourth quarter comes your way after this. 27-0 Heritage leads at Jefferson Forest.